if I take narcissistic grandiosity and push it to a to a, and claim this is the greatest podcast on earth and push it to an extreme, it turns into entryodrama, which turns it into the opposite, which is poems of annihilation. <laughs> so we're going to claim that this is the greatest, the Magna Carta of Western mysticism. We're going to read what the Magna Carta, the, the grandiose claim that we're going to read the Magna Carta of Western, Western mysticism. So I'm going to read now, continue reading in Essential Platinus, Platinus, in the section on Introduction on Introspection. So finally learn how to meditate, I guess. Then we won't be so narcissistic anymore. Becoming more positive than Plato. How do we become, how do we develop positivity? That's the catchword nowadays, positiveness, introspection. To be the correlative, to be the correlative of the cyclic rhythm. Of the micro macrocosm, the inner rhythm of the microcosm must somehow tend towards a oneness. Okay, so to be the correlative, cor- correlative of the cyclic rhythm of the macrocosm, the inner rhythm of the microcosm must somehow tend towards a oneness. That's sort of like saying the, the man should be catching the inner rhythm of the music of the sphere so we can correlate with the cyclical rhythms of the macrocosm. <laughs> Platinus, Platinus, as we have already noted, speaks of an inner movement of the soul preparatory to union, which is at least a fight from multiplicity. It is an aspect of this doctrine that must be considered here in somewhat greater detail since it is particularly pertinent to the matter at hand. Plato, in a passage that has been called, with considerable justice, the Magna Carta of Western Mysticism, (laughs) wrote as follows. That's why I wrote saying that this podcast is the best. Actually, the, this guy Rufus M. Jones, The Liberalism in the Mystical Tradition, and David E. Robertson, Henry Pittner, Von Duchon, in Liberal Theology and Appraisal, New York, Scribner's 1942. The most good literary work, dear, was done uh, in the 20th century, because now people, attention is just scattered around through using the internet and their brains are they're not um, in touch with the oneness they're not getting the inner rhythm of the music of the spheres because they don't meditate enough uh-huh. so the scholarship was much better back then 1942 mm-hmm. Plato in a passage that has been called with considerable justice the Magna Carta of Western mysticism wrote as follows quote When the mind returns into itself from the confusion of sense, that is, of cave life, 
confusion of reading to watch looking at the internet and TV too much as it does when it reflects it passes into another region of that which is pure and everlasting immortal and unchanging and feels itself kindred to, thereto and its welfare under its own control and at rest from its wanderings being in communion with the unchanging Beto 79 to C once again, it says, Plato says, in the Magna Carta of Western Mysticism, wrote, When the mind returns into itself from the confusion of sense, that is, of cave life, as it does, when it reflects, it passes into another region of that which is pure and everlasting, immortal, unchanging, and feels itself kindred thereto and its welfare under its own control and at rest from its wanderings, being in communion with the unchanging. Phaedo 79c. One might well prefer that a Magna Carta be less vague, less imaginative, more positive than this. So, now that we're in the 21st century and they, they're trying to find positivity, Right, right. If you went to Harvard, they'd say, people say, oh, you should be more positive. So we're going to be more positive, more positive than this. Platonus made it so. He clarified the point of region, defined the intermediary and final terms, and described the mood, mode of movement, and afforded finally the justification of introspection as a practice that is liberative rather than inhibiting. That's what this section is about, is introspection. So he recommends introspection as a practice. And we know that by um, the mid-21st century, people will start meditating a lot. <laughs> With half of society, men meditation. <laughs> <laughs> One might well prefer that a Magna Carta be less vague, less imaginative, more positive than this. Plotinus made it so. He clarified the point of origin, defined the intermediary and final terms, described the mode of movement, and finally afforded the justification of introspection as a practice that is liberative rather than inhibiting. The justification, the introspection, I mean. The introspection that leads towards the one is initially directed at sensation as inherently multiple. Book 1, 3, 20, 1, 2. And subsequently at the self as engaged in discursive thinking. Book 1, 3, 24, and 5, 5, 32, 4. Its final term, of course, is the transcendent one, 5, 5, 32, 4. The um, intermediate term is what he calls the center of the soul. Book 4, 9, 9, 8. The mode of movement is a deliberative drawing inward of thought. Deliberative. So we're going to do... A deliberate drawing inward of thought.
just like meditating, deliberate drawing inward of thought, a sort of recessive suction of the intellect into itself. Do you do recessive suction of your intellect <laughs> or drawing inward of thought? When you call it introspection or meditation or contemplation or... Such introspection is a liberative process, the much-desired, quote, fight from here below, book one, two, nineteen, one, because by it the soul is brought to that point of utmost simplicity, utmost simplicity within itself, where the last veil of multiplicity is easily pierced. Easily pierced? didn't think it was easy. <laughs> the last veil of multiplicity is easily pierced, and the soul carried beyond and above even that slight res residual multiplicity back to its homeland, the one which is present only to those who are prepared and are able to receive it, to enter into harmony with it, to grasp and to touch it by virtue of their likeness to it. By virtue of that inner power similar to and stemming from the one when it is in that state in which it was when it originated from the one. Thus will the one be seen as far as it can become an object of contemplation. For all discursive reason left behind, established now in its own beauty, the contemplative will, is suddenly swept by the wave of the intelligence beneath and carried on high and sees, never knowing how vision floods the eyes with light. But it is not light that shows some other thing. The light is itself the vision. The vision floods the eyes with light, but it is not light that shows some other thing. The light is itself the vision. <laughs> so, there's also the basic to this is the Neoplatonic principle that like is, is known to, by like. Now like is known by like. If we're like the one, we become know the one. <laughs> Do you have to become like God to know God? is impossible. If I'm an ultra-narcissistic podcaster, how could I ever become like God and become one with God? Huh? Unless I can push it to an extreme and turn it anti-dramically into the opposite by annihilation. Mm -hmm. In this passage, Platonus speaks of a circling, not a drawing inward. Neither expression is wholly happy because there is no question of spatial motion, but the second has the advantage of being rather more in conformity with the general tenor of his thought. The movement seems not unlike the incognimiento, incognimiento of St. Teresa. Remember we read the interior castle of St. Teresa. Did we read that or podcast it? Or? Some of it was read. Incognimento. <laughs> What's incognimento? It's like un, it's like contemplation. Hmm. 
This thing is such a good section. I think I should read it all again. I'm going to read this whole section again because it's so positive. It's becoming more positive than Plato. How do you be more positive than Plato? Is he positive? Introspection, page 26 from the The Essential Blood and Bloodiness by Elmer O'Brien. To be the correlative of the cyclic rhythm of the macrocosm, the inner rhythm of the microcosm must somehow tend towards a oneness. Do we have to tend towards a oneness by listening to the music of the spirits if we are a microcosm being a man? Hmm. Plotinus, as we have already noted, speaks of an inner movement of the soul preparatory to union, which is at least a fight for multiplicity. It is an aspect of his doctrine that must be considered here in somewhat greater detail since it is particularly pertinent to the matter at hand. Plato, in a passage that has been called with considerable justice, the Magna Carta of Western Mysticism, wrote as follows, When the mind returns into itself from the confusion of sense, that is, of cave life. Of course, we know the story of the cave, right? Everybody knows that. I know. We all know about the cave. Mm. Are we currently in a cave? Mm-hmm. When the mind returns into itself from the confusion of sense, that is of cave life. As it does, when it reflects, it passes into another region of that which is pure and everlasting, immortal and unchanging, and feels itself kindred thereto, and its welfare under its own control and at rest from its wanderings, being in communion with the unchanging. Phaedo, 79c. One might well prefer that a Magna Carta be less vague, less imaginative, more positive than this. Platonus made it so. He clarified the point of Rajon, defined the intermediary in final terms, described the mode of movement, and afforded finally the justification of introspection as a practice that is liberative rather than inhibiting. So we found a justification for meditation as a practice. Finally, the justification of introspection as a practice that is liberative rather than inhibiting. The introspection that leads towards the one is initially directed at sensation as inherently multiple and subsequently at the self as engaged in discursive thinking. Its final term, of course, is the transcendent one. The intermediate term is what he calls the center of the soul. The mode of movement is a deliberate drawing inward of thought, a sort of recessive suction of the intellect into itself. Such introspection is a liberative process, the much-desired flight from here below because by it the soul is brought to that point of utmost simplicity within itself where the last veil of multiplicity is easily pierced. (laughs) Utmost simplicity. is If you have that, then you can easily pierce the multiplicity. Should we become extremely simple? 
or reach a point of utmost simplicity within ourselves, where the last veil of multiplicity is easily pierced and soul carried beyond and above even that slight residual multiplicity back to its homeland, the one which is The one which is as follows, present only to those who are prepared and are able to receive it, to enter into harmony with it, to grasp and to touch it by virtue of their likeness to it. Hmm. I wish I would be like it, the oneness. By virtue of their likeness, is that where you put your like on your computer? You have to like God. By the virtue of their likeness to it, by virtue of that inner power similar to and stemming from the one when it is in that state in which it was when it originated from the one. Thus will the one be seen as far as it can become an object of contemplation. For all discourse of reason left behind, established now in its own beauty, the contemplative is suddenly swept by the wave of the intelligence beneath and carried on high, and sees never knowing how. Vision floods the eyes with light, but it is not light that shows some other thing. The light is itself the vision. <laughs> that quote is from uh, book 6994 and book 673836 and book 673835 of the Eniadis. Uh, Vision floods the eyes with light, but it is not light that shows some other thing. The light is itself the vision. Mm -hmm. Is that where you have this really bright light and it's not even hot? And you don't get burnt by it? Hmm. Anyways, that was uh, just a section on introspection. The justifying meditation. We justified. So, did we justify meditation? Yeah. Or did we reach the point of utmost simplicity in this podcast? Uh, I'm not sure we did. We did we? No. Hmm. Did we deliberately draw inward our thoughts in a recessive suction of the intellect into itself hmm. and become more positive, <laughs> more positive than Plato? Hmm. We just read about the Magna Carta of Western mysticism, which I'm quite impressed with myself now. I'm quite proud of it. So, I'm going to stop here.